0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today
1: FM. We're still months away from the release of Bono's memoir, which is titled Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story but we're starting to get bits and pieces of it emerging. He read, I think, at the Dalkey Book Festival a little bit of it, but now parts of the audiobook have become available today. So let's hear one bit. This is Bono uh, on his father, about himself and his father getting ready on his wedding morning, his last morning at home.
2: The morning of our wedding day, August the 31st, 1982, I finally left home. I can roll cameras even now. The toaster we couldn't train to stop smoking in our kitchen. The da shaving beside a boiling kettle, squinting in his vest over the sink where he kept a small mirror to clip carefully around a moustache he borrowed from his dad. His blue disposable razor scraping across his white foam neck before the steamy splashing leaves his face reddened. But hey, Bob is not embarrassed. Bob Houston is feeling sharp as the Gillette twin blade he does not dispose of. His son is sat at the kitchen table, scraping melting butter across the burnt offering that is toast in number 10. The son is listening to his brother stomping around in the bathroom upstairs, the muffled sounds of Norman singing to himself, Come on in. By Dexie's Midnight Runners. To ride, 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 ride the vast open spaces between our occasional grunts. There was a solemn enough silence between my father and myself to remind me that I would never again spend a night in Cedarwood Road. I didn't know how to thank him for the years of shelter, but I tried. And he tried to accept. She's a great girl. I don't know what she sees in you. You're in there somewhere, but yeah, there's no explaining taste is there
1: <laughs> text from Alan who says it's very Santa will get them what they want this is from me do you ready um I don't I don't listen to many audiobooks. I tend to read Is it usual to have sound effects like that running throughout an audiobook?
0: no and and it's it's hard to know if that will be the case with the actual audiobook itself Matt the the what Bono what u two rather released today <clears throat> was an animation with an excerpt from the audiobook. and um, now it has been done and it would be interesting if they were to do it throughout the book because of course this book is a little bit different in that it's got 40 chapters um each of them uh, titled after a two song. Um, and speaking about a different moment in Bono's life so one would imagine given it's not you know it's not necessarily the same sort of chronological flow that you would have in an autobiography that they may indeed actually have that sort of soundscaping throughout it but the the cartoon is or the animation that they released today that you just played a bit of there it's absolutely gorgeous isn't it Matt? I
1: actually haven't seen it yet. I'm looking Um, forward to seeing it.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, the book, like each of the 40 chapters will have a, a, a picture drawn by Bono as well as the words that he's written about the song. And then the animation actually takes one of those pictures and expands it and and the animation is in the style wow. that he draws in. Um, and it's, it's really quirky. It's really funny. And it's just a lovely, unique way to do it. And I'm particularly glad you played the excerpt that you did because I think, like, we're so used to thinking of Bono as this larger-than-life character that he is. But what he's done really beautifully there is actually what he's chosen to release is very much rooted in the in the mundane and in the ordinary, like the description of his dad's blue Gillette razor and their wonky toaster. Um, and even the fact that, you know, you forget and it almost seems quaint by today's standards. But that even even rock stars in Ireland in 1982 were still living at, at, up at home up until their, their wedding day. So, yeah, it's it's a gorgeous excerpt and, and it points to a really, really good book on its release.
1: We have a listener who says, and I trust this listener is correct, that Bono was 40 years married today. Happy anniversary. Maybe that's why the release of this It is indeed.
0: Today. So they actually said that in the tweet that went out 40 years ago. Today, Bono married his soulmate, soulmate Ali. In a new animation featuring an excerpt from Bono's upcoming memoir, Surrender, he recounts a special day, their wedding. So we'll allow them not to have uh, put it out on Tuesday, because obviously that's when we do the last word on music. <laughs> Um, given that it is a that's a like you know Ruby wedding that's a really really special occasion to be marking
1: Well as it happens we play a little bit more because this is when he talks about his new wife Ali
2: Ali and her father parked around the corner from St. Anne's in Rehouni and when she walked into the church she looked the kind of beautiful you just can't exaggerate if a little uncomfortable I appear to have a flower pot on my head she whispers to me Ali hadn't figured out how to say no to her hipster hairstylist, who had gotten a little carried away on the horticulture. Anyway, despite her discomfort, she carried the same serenity she always did, the kind I would spend my life trying to inhabit, the kind of beauty that invites more of it from those around her. As I stared a little longer into those veiled eyes, I wondered if Ali was ready to take on the life I'd chosen, even if she was ready to take me for better or worse. I could give myself to the ceremony, to Ali, to the force that brought us together, but could I give her the best of me when at this stage I hadn't really a clue who I was? Maybe more of a quarter than a half, a bandman more than a duo. With crowds, I was cocky too comfortable in the big picture, widescreen, I knew I could love at scale, but could I survive the intimacy of the close-up? As I stood in my wedding suit on the morning of the last day of summer, what would I have said if you'd asked me? I'd have said, I don't know how to do this, but I found someone who can teach me.
1: that strikes me that this is going to be a very revealing and honest book if that extract is an indication that this is going to be really Bono bearing his soul
0: yeah big time i mean and and also like just i suppose it should come as no surprise given the lyrics that he's written over the words but when you over the years but when you hear uh, Without the benefit of music, even though there's a bit of soundscaping, some of those words that he says there about Ali are just beautiful, like widescreen, I knew I could love at scale, but could I survive the intimacy of the close up is an absolutely stunning line. And as you say, it is, it's very much bearing um, your fears about yourself and bearing your soul. It is.
1: uh, Apparently he has written it all himself. A lot of rock stars turn to ghostwriters, but I suppose, given that he has put so much care into the lyrics of his music over the years, it's no surprise uh, to learn that this is something that he has spent a lot of time on himself, rather than sitting down and having somebody tape him.
0: Yeah, exactly, and look, he is even in the excerpts that you play there, he's, he's the opposite of what you expect from Bono in in that, or that people maybe unfairly expect from Bono in that he's being very self-effacing. And it is very much his story in his own words. And, given the unique way in which he's telling it, the book and the audio book are all coming out in the same day, the illustrations that he's done. And by all accounts, like the people that have worked with him on this have just said that they have been so lucky to work with him and um, because he's a profoundly gifted writer. Um, and that it's you know, the fact that he's willing to be so honest and intimate and irrever- irreverent, Um, has has just made for a really, really unique and special memoir.
1: Okay, there are quite a few cynical text messages coming in from listeners. Of course there
0: is, it's Bono.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. In one saying, Jason sees an awful dose. Another one says, please make it stop. And another one saying, Mario will have a field day with this. (laughs)
0: Well, I hope Mario does. And I'm sure Bono would enjoy that. Like, this is the thing, Matt, you know, he can't win. Like, if he was to if he was to release something that was talking about, you know, meeting presidents or doing aid work, um, people would be saying, oh, Jesus, he's full of himself. And he's chosen to release an excerpt where he is speaking about someone who has been probably the most important other human in his life. Um, and he does so really, really beautifully. Um, and he, you know, even the way he speaks about his father and his brother, like, I just think, God, give him a break. Like, yes, he's an earnest person and that makes Irish people cringe up in a ball inside. But that's kind of our problem, not his.
1: D. Reddy, thank you very much. And of course, Dee will be back with us on our music spot next Tuesday with John Cadell. Kevin and Donny says it's 25 years to the day at a U2 gig, same day Diana died, unbeknownst to us, we were on the bus going home pre the internet. I remember that day very well, because I was at the same U2 gig, it was in Lansdowne Road uh, that evening, and uh, we discovered about the Diana car crash when we were in Lily's Bardello that night, and I was editing the Sunday Tribune at the time, desperately trying to get onto the printers to stop the presses so that we could get the story onto the front pages for the following morning. 25 years ago today, that was...